Roy Turple of The Beckoning is here with The Antidote. Roy, thanks for joining in. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Roy, how about giving us a history lesson on The Beckoning? Like, how and when did you guys begin, and who's involved in the band? Well, it all started with uh, Megan and I. Uh, we're married, and uh, we, we had, you know, both been involved in several other musical uh, projects over the years, whether it be bands or just uh, side projects or whatever. But the stuff that we had done had been uh, so different from one another, like as far as the interests of where we're at musically. Um, her stuff was more uh, either uh, symphonic and kind of film scoreish and that kind of thing, um, or more classical related, whereas with me it was um, metal and mostly uh, very extreme metal. And um, I'd say somewhere along the line, um, it was probably when I started getting into more uh, symphonic type metal, like, but the, the extreme symphonic type metal, like the uh, stuff coming out of Europe and the Scandinavian area, like uh, the, the more like black metal type stuff and, and that kind of thing. And then, uh, and then I started getting into a lot of the uh, more symphonic gothic and doom metal as well. She was already into uh, Savior Machine and Virgin Black and things like that. She she started getting into that probably around the time I started really getting into uh, black metal. Um, and then, I don't know, everybody kind of said, well, hey, why don't you guys do something together? And well, we just never really thought much about it. And then one day, I mean, uh, we it had been a long time since we'd really done anything musically. And so uh, we just started writing tunes together. And in a very short time, we had a lot of material. Uh, but I mean, it ranged everywhere from like almost, uh, I, I would say, dark pop music right on through to uh, almost like black metal. We uh, kind of decided on a whim. I had actually had no intentions. Uh, right now, of course, I do the, both drums and vocals in the band. She does keys and, and vocals. Um, but I had no intention of actually doing the drums. We had another guy that was going to do the drums for us, but then he kind of bailed and... Um, and I just happened to call a studio one day and said, uh, you know, just to check out rates and that kind of thing. And by the end of the phone call, I had four days booked for the following week. <laughs> and uh, and Megan was like, well, who's going to do the drums? I said, oh, I guess I'll do them. And uh, we just kind of went out and went. We didn't even have a guitar player yet or anything. And I just called up a buddy of mine and said, hey, you want to come do some stuff for us? And uh, And we didn't know which songs we were going to choose. We didn't know... Are we going to choose the more poppy things, the more extreme stuff, or the more goth doom types? That we we really weren't sure where we were going with it till the very last minute. We didn't have a name for the band. We came up with the, name of the band I think the night before we went into the studio, and uh, went out and took a few pictures and <laughs> called ourselves the Beckoning. And uh, we were in the studio the next day and said, uh, "I guess we'll we'll start with this song called An Omen in the Dark," and we uh, we recorded it and uh, we were pretty happy with how it turned out. At that time, our, our sound, the stuff we were doing was a lot more simple, a lot more straight ahead. and So it was pretty easy for me to kind of just go in and wing it on the drums. And uh, and the other the guitar player, we just basically said, follow along, and <laughs> just went for it. You know, and that was almost entirely how the whole first album was put together. It was almost like a big jam session. It kind of started from there, but then by the time we were, uh, we didn't have everything mixed all at once. We only had like a couple tunes that were actually mixed and stuff, and we released that as Blood Let Down. Um, but by the time they're kind of fishing up the mixing and all that for all the songs, and we got uh, 
few other friends of ours to complete some guitar parts and stuff like that. There were still a few songs where there weren't guitars on them yet. We had really gotten bored of doing that more straight ahead uh, uh, sound that we were doing on that first album. And we we're like, yeah, we can't really be sticking with this too long. And, and so from there, we just kind of evolved and went on. And the stuff we were doing on the war demo and then to the stuff we're doing now. Okay, so the album you're speaking about is your original full-length, Demystifying the Oracle. Right. I've got to admit that I've had a tough time figuring out the music of the beckoning. I mean, you guys blend gothic, symphonic, progressive, you know, even power metal. But why take such a mix of subgenres and mix them instead of having a single focus? Um, you tell you the truth, it's not even a conscious thing for us. Um, we like all those styles. And we just, uh, for us, we, we're, we don't even think that we're really mixing anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We play what we like. We do what we want to do. Like I said, it, in the early stuff with Demystifying, um, it was kind of like we had about 20 songs we could have chose back then. And at, initially, we just recorded uh, four right off the bat, and they were the ones that fit that bill more, the more uh, gothic doom type stuff. And we weren't even really sure if it... It was goth doom, but everybody started calling it that. So we said, "Okay, I guess we're a goth doom band." <laughs> and uh, but we actually notified everybody. I remember right from the beginning saying, "Just because this sounds like this, don't think this is what we're always going to sound like." Because we got a whole lot of rabbits in the hat. Nobody takes it seriously, of course, because everybody thinks, "Well, no, this is this is what they do, and this is what they're going to be doing." And it's like, no. Trust me, we got some other stuff going on. <laughs> and uh, so you're telling me that you're a musical radical. Pretty much, I guess, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we've just, we don't have any of those limitations, you know. And uh, to tell you the truth, in all honesty, the whole gothic thing, um, that goth doom type stuff was pretty new to us at the time. That was almost like a phase, you know. And I know that a lot of people have probably got frowns on their faces if they hear me say that. But um, that was probably the newest thing we were getting into at the time. And uh, it was never anywhere we planned on staying. I, I think a lot of it had to do with a sense of pressure because... We, we just wanted to make a few tunes and get them out there, put on MySpace and let our friends hear it. And um, we put up one song at first, An Omen of Dark, and we, we started getting uh, messages in our inbox from record labels and stuff. And at first we were just kind of like, okay, we don't quite get what's going on here. But and uh, but then we, we got a couple from some labels that we actually really dig and that some of our influences are actually on. And they weren't willing to sign us right away, but they were interested. And we pretty much had the impression that what they wanted, though, was a band that was doing what we were doing at the time. And uh, we went with that for a bit, but it just we, we just couldn't stay just there. So now are you trying to say that you did go with a label or you didn't go with the label? No, we, we did not go with the label, but we, we were sort of continued uh, writing for the sake of the few labels that were interested. But we, we just couldn't do that for any period of time. And... Uh, we got pretty quickly bored with doing that style of music. For us, it's almost like uh, part of the enjoyment is the fact that we kind of confuse people sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> if people say, like, wow, this is wacky or this is confused, like, we take that as a compliment, actually. Um, we kind of like messing with people's heads. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did notice that on your first album, I mean, the genre listing actually says avant-garde metal. Yeah. You think that's actually more accurate than saying it was goth or anything else? Absolutely. We've thought that right from the beginning, and I think definitely much more so now, either progressive or avant-garde. Yeah, it's just like we're one of those bands that right off the bat, 
we were like, we refuse to be limited in any little box, you know? We, like I said, we like so many different styles. We're influenced by so many different styles. And however that comes out in the mix, we're willing to let it have its way, you know? So yeah, we, we definitely felt that that was a, a description that fit us more. But I guess with what people were hearing at the time, people were like, well, no, it's it's gothic, it's goth doom or whatever. It's like, well, you haven't heard it all yet. <laughs> Just give us a little more time and and you, you might be uh, thinking differently. Okay, so that covers the musical end of it, but what about your lyrical content? Where do you draw your inspiration? Well, uh, all three of us, now that uh, Eldon is in the band as well, who came on right before the war demo, all three of us are major students of the Bible. Um, it shapes the way we think. So very much we have a Christian worldview, and that plays out in a lot of different ways. You know, um, Some of the content is very uh, theological, whereas uh, some of the other stuff is a little bit more experiential. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, you're going through a difficult time or whatever, and, you, you know, it just kind of comes out of a song, right? And it could be that thing. Um, but I, I would say overall, the content of the beckoning is um, fairly theological, actually, in its content. But uh, we try not to make it too straightforward, um, if that makes any sense. Like, it's, it's definitely there. But we draw on a lot of metaphors and things of that nature. Okay, so the beckoning is sharing its faith in the music. But how do Christians respond to it? Like, do they accept it or have there been a lot of naysayers? Um, you know, uh, we, we've actually had less resistance with the beckoning than any other band that I've been a part of. Uh, I, I've seen a lot more resistance in, in the other bands I was into. And... Uh, and I think it just has to do with, um, as time goes on, people are growing a little bit more and they're realizing not to get too hung up on that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I think more so than the music, people are a little thrown off sometimes maybe with the, the imagery. And the imagery is not even all that out there, but, you know, I think just the, uh, you know, the black clothes and the darker kind of atmosphere to the pictures and and things like that, and you know, I, they're not used to seeing me in eyeliner. So <laughs> when, when, they, <laughs> when they see that, the bad pictures, maybe that throws them off. But um, yeah, I, w I would say that it actually hasn't been that bad, to at least to the best of my knowledge. <laughs> well, we got to talk about your new work. The Beckoning just released a new EP, Desolate, this July. What kind of differences or similarities are there between Desolate and, say, maybe your 2012 EP, War? Um, well, I, I would say that uh, War was the start of that more progressive sound um, and where we were diverting away from that uh, gothic sound a little bit with War. We were really making a point of kind of bringing out that other side of the band, uh, making things a little more complicated, up in the tempo a bit. And, uh, yeah, trying to do things that are a little more musically challenging. And I think the biggest difference, like I tell people, is that whereas, like, from war to uh, demystifying, is with demystifying, we were a gothic band with uh, metal overtones, whereas with war, we were a metal band with gothic overtones. Now, uh, with Desolate, the, uh, the gothic components that were there, that were present on both demystifying and war, are, are still there. But really, the song structuring and things of that nature are way more progressive now. 
like in a traditional progressive way, like the seventies prog bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of time changes, a lot of tempo changes, long songs and uh, things of that nature, you know? Right. Yeah. It just keeps going more in that direction. Um, that that's been such an influence on all of us is that like a lot of seventies progress rush. Um, I also like a lot of early Jess's uh, Eldon's right into like Pink Floyd and, and uh, things like that. Um, uh, all three of us love Neil Morris's stuff, you know, especially the, the more heavier side of it, like the solo scriptura album. And so uh, that whole progressive end of, of that whole side of music is something that we, we love and has probably influenced our playing more so than any other kind of music. Well, it's funny you brought up that point about long songs, but I mean, the Desolate EP, I mean, 19 minutes long for two songs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean are, you, are you trying to tell me that when you next record a full length, it's going to be in the two to three hour range? <laughs> no, we won't do that. Matter of fact, after we got this out there, I went, okay, now that we kind of put ourselves in a bit of position, because I'm not actually a fan of like albums that go too long. Like, I, I think 40, 45 minutes is perfect. And I think, well, you know, it's going to have to be something longer than that when we put out the full length. It's going to have to be closer to an hour, you know, because now people already have 20 minutes worth of the album, right? Because those two songs will be on the album. So uh, I'm thinking for them to feel like they got their money's worth, they're going to have to get close to a 60-minute album anyway. <laughs> so is that your plan, that you're working towards a full length? Yeah, initially we weren't really sure. There were just a lot of things... Um, they were kind of discouraging us as far as with the whole thing with the music was concerned. And we, we thought for a bit, like, okay, that we were just going to record these two songs, get them out there, and that would be it for the beckoning. Uh, but the response has just been so awesome. Um, people have been uh, really supportive, and, and uh, people really like what we've done with the Desolate demo, that it's kind of reinvigorated us, you know, and we're definitely planning on doing full length now. The Antidote is speaking with Roy Turple of The Beckoning. Roy, you guys are giving Desolate away for free on Bandcamp, but I mean, really, the question has to be, it's like, why give it away instead of having fans purchase it? Um, well, I think one big thing is, uh, for us, it, it's kind of like demystifying, that was the early, very early stages of The Beckoning. It was that uh, place where we are just kind of getting our feet wet a bit, it was us going into a, a different musical territory than what we had done with our previous bands. Um, and then we started finding our footing a little bit more with the war demo. But now with Desolate, we really feel like we've found our sound. Like this is the beckoning. And this is what we really want to expose everyone to is what we're doing on the Desolate demo. And for them to um, yeah to experience this, our new sound, and go, okay, this is what you got. This is what we sound like, you know? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and we, we just feel it's so superior to anything else we've done previously. And we just want to, yeah, give people a taste of it and say, here you go. It's free, you know. <laughs> and if you like us, hopefully you'll come back for more. <laughs> well, you talked about experience the band. Now, does the band play a lot of dates? No. We, we Right now, we're, uh, it's just the three of us. And it's, um, and I mean, I'm holding down. I got the drums and the vocals. Megan's got the keys and uh, vocals. Ellen's doing both the guitar and the bass. Um, we have definitely considered at least doing some shows like the odd shows, festival shows and whatnot. And, uh, and so we're open to that for sure. Uh, we haven't really made any progress towards that, but we're not, whereas before I said, no, no way ain't going to happen. Um, I'm not that defiant anymore <laughs> about that. 
but you're more comfortable in the studio than you are, say, you know, trying to make it as a live band? Um, I mean, I absolutely love performing live. If we were to do it live, I would just be the front man. I wouldn't bother playing the drums. I just think that just looks lame with the drummer doing the vocals, especially in a band like ours. you got to have the front man right up front, you know? And uh, so we're definitely, we're used to being live in front of an audience with our, our former bands and stuff and definitely comfortable there. Uh, we haven't done it yet with the back ending, so uh, we take some time to really work this material live and with other guys, you know, playing some of the other instruments to uh, pull it off. At this point, it's just more practical for us. Um, Megan and I are married. We got four kids. Eldon uh, has got a fourth on the way. Um, we're busy. We have real lives, you know. So at this point, it's it, it just uh, really we couldn't really do much more than just be, be a studio band at this point. Obviously, the beckoning is an artistic band, but as a musician, can being artistic can that be a liability? Um. I know to a lot of people, uh, they would think that's the case, but we we are so unusual <laughs> in our approach to music. And it's it's like, as long as it's not contrived and you're doing what, what you honestly think sounds good and is an expression of what you're feeling or whatever way you want to construct a song or whatever, I just can't see how that can be a bad thing. And uh, I, I mean, there are different aspects lyrically, of course, um but i mean as far as the musical aspects are concerned i'd say man do what you love you know for us the way i look at it is someday i'm gonna be like 80 years old or whatever and i want to be able to look back on my music and or listen to it and say you know and to be proud of it and to say you know that's that's something that we did and we enjoyed it the the thought of making music solely for the purpose of other people i just don't even understand it for us our philosophy and approaching music is we're going to do what we like what we enjoy, and if other people happen to like it, fine. If they don't like it, that's cool, too. That was a good answer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'll explain, sir, the, the oddity of this show is that we're trying to look at the art of music coming from Christians. So it's mm-hmm. not per se Christian bands, because to me, I blur the lines. Yeah. You know, right. obviously, there's bands that do it strictly from a ministry standpoint, and that's fine. And you get other guys, and you know, if you even mention the word Christian, even though they're all Christians in the band and they're representing a Christian worldview, to even say that the guys could be a Christian band, is just they're just appalled by that. Yeah, they're offended, yeah. I don't see the distinction. No, I, I agree 100%. For us, it's like we're artists. We're musicians. That's what we do. That's what we're good at. And uh, it's it, there's nothing, even lyrically, there's nothing contrived. There's no big mission statement in any way other than the fact that no more so than there would be in our regular lives. Like if I'm at work or I'm out and about and whatever, I mean, Jesus is everything to us. Yeah. You know, so we, we want to live in a way that honors him in our everyday life. And the beckoning is included in that. If there's no exclusivity to, oh, the beckoning is our, whatever our ministry or whatever. No, the beckoning is a band and we happen to be Christians. So in every sphere of life, we want to live in a way that would uh, represent Christ properly. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we understand that the chances of people hating the Lord and then all of a sudden hearing the beckoning and go, whoa, now I want to be a Christian. Well, that, that's likely that's going to happen. But maybe God could use our music to maybe make them think, you know, and them seeds. And uh, at least we can be salt and light. But it's a very natural thing for us. I think like you said, it's the same thing when you're a band and you say something like what I just said. You're just you're going to anger people that aren't Christians and go, oh, they're a Christian band. I don't want to listen to them anymore. 
then the ministry-minded bands or people who expect you to say, oh, we're a ministry, they're going to get offended because they're going, oh, they're not very bold for their faith or whatever. It's like, well, I, I want to be obedient in whatever sphere of life I'm in, whether it's on my job or whether it's through the band. Absolutely. We've been speaking with Roy from The Beckoning. Roy, I really got to appreciate your time, and I really appreciate your music. And thanks for being artistic. Thank you. Appreciate that. Have a good night and a good week. Yeah, you too, man. God bless.